thanks for tuning in. It's Dixie. Um, you might be able to tell, but I'm a little bit under the weather at the moment. So if my voice is too irritating for you, not sorry. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the one who's ill. So don't moan to me. Just stop listening. <laughs> anyway, um, I've had to change my plans slightly today. I'm supposed to be recording with a um, girl, a good friend of mine. I won't, won't say her by name. We'll just call her the bitch for now. Um, I was supposed to be meeting her in like sort of Great Barfees area today, um, but due to a few issues, uh, we haven't been able to meet up. We'll probably be doing another recording, so I will will meet up with her another time. But instead, I'm going to be heading out really shortly over to South Birmingham, uh, sort of Kings Heath, Kings Norton area, to meet a good friend of mine, Dean. Um, he was mentioned uh, on a previous podcast with Barb's. Um, I've known him like quite quite a few years. We was in our twenties probably when we met, or just just before twenties, like really late teens. He's agreed to do this like as a favour to me because I needed to get um, an episode recorded today. Um, it's really really windy at the moment. Storm Dudley's about, so I'm gonna pack up my equipment. You know, hopefully none of it gets damaged in the uh, in the way over. And this will end up being like a really nice um, episode. I know Dean's quite shy, uh, so I'll try to bring him out his shell a little bit, give him a few beers beforehand. Um, but yeah, either way, thanks for listening. And let's go meet Dean. Did you hear about, um, you know, Storm Dudley at the moment? Eunice. That's Dudley, isn't it? It's Eunice today now. Oh, is it? A couple of nights ago, it's Dudley. Oh, right, it's a different one now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know. Freddy's coming Monday. Freddy! <laughs> fucking hell, man. Nah, the wind. Nah, this is Eunice. Storm Eunice, then. Yeah. Ripping through uh, the O2 Arena's roof. <laughs> I don't know about that I ain't saw no pictures. But as I was on a lunch today, um, the guy I work with, he, he was obviously reading for new stuff. And he said the O2's been ripped open. But then um, I saw another picture earlier, the BT Tower was on a slant and someone put, this is what the storm's on to burn when I was like, obviously that's not That's fake news. <laughs> obviously. Have you, do you listen to any other podcasts? Like, have you, is there anything I you've been I think that's into? the main reason I haven't like, actually like, gone into look listen to yours because I just don't, it, it, it really is not my thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, when it comes to that sort of stuff, I'm mainstream, I don't listen to a lot of, I put the radio on and, that's just background it. noise as well yeah. like, not but, to listen but to say that like, I put a Josh John earlier and you, you just if you take a liking to something and I was, I was interested straight away so maybe I haven't it's not that I don't like them I haven't actually give it the chance maybe well, yeah, yeah. which is bad to say which obviously I should have obviously but um, I think I listened to I must have listened to Johnny's I think and you listen to a little bit at first and then you, your attention goes somewhere else and then you haven't stuck with it but I am going to now obviously go ahead and I will listen well, I try to keep this one like a bit light-hearted. It's not, it's not too deep. You haven't got to fully be involved listening the whole mm. time. Do you know what I mean? You can get on with the cleaning, drive to work, whatever you're doing while you're doing it. Um, but I do think podcasts have been like slowly growing over the last few years. Yeah. Um, I said it in the intro. Obviously, you haven't listened to that, but I said in it that I can't remember what age me and you actually met. Do you know? Yeah, so what age you was when you met me, or what age I was when I met you? 19. You was 19. So I would have been 19. So I would have been... How old you know? I was born in night four. No, you would have been 18, wouldn't you? So I might have been 20. Okay. You know what? Obviously, I got with... um, Got with a girlfriend at the time at 20. Okay. And that's when I met you. And Yeah, not long after. just come on and doing it to the... the, 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 I come from the door can to the tower can at that point. And that's when you took over... So you would have been 18? Yeah, yeah. And I, I would have been 20. I was. I think I was 17 when I first started the manager role. But like for a week. It I was 17 for yeah. a week. Then turned 18 and I went to Malia on a boys holiday. Go. On a lad's holiday. Do you remember that? Nah. Nah. I don't know if we... We weren't talking like that straight away, but there was obviously that occasion where there was that laugh we had and then after that, it was just... Um, that's how we become like... Talking more because yeah, it was quite. We had yeah. something that was funny. I well, we spent a lot of time together there as well. And for people who don't know, so if if you listen to again, I said this in the intro. If you listen to Bars's episode, it's it's the same the same company. Like we were selling like guttering windows, doors, just yeah. telly sales, grinding away. And like, do you know what? It, it was. 
I was thinking about it today um, when you said you'd, you'd do, sort of do this as a last minute thing, which thank you, by the way. Um, I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if they were like the best years of my life or the worst years of my life for different reasons. Like it, it was a horrible company to, to, and a horrible job, really. I think but the people. Yeah, I think when it comes to it, it, it wasn't about the job because you, the job, actually, job is like dead. Like, but it was about working with the people you're working with and what we did on the like and nights out. And then I was happy. It's you the, know group, I mean? the group of friends you meet and it, the, the actual job, like, unless you're good at it, like, and even if you're not good at it, it's still, it's still not the best job. Um, but it's the people you meet, and yeah, thankfully, we had a big, a good group. And um, did man, was worked that, out and a good age as well. It was a good age. I think that's what it was. It was the age, like the people. Um, there's there's a lot of people from that sort of era that I'd like to get on the podcast when I come around to do mm. it next time, because it was, it was good fun, and I don't think there's there's a lot of judgmentalness, if you know what I mean. Like, it, it never was. I mean. It, it may have been hard if like you'd come in as an outsider and because like you got a little thing like a group or a clique it might have been hard for some people sometimes to if they didn't get in a group it didn't work for them and it's harsh to say but it's the way it was like it worked when we was there because of the group what we had and if you didn't get on with it and then you get to go to the farm you got to go to the farm <laughs> and that's what it is it's true like it's like because I, hang on, I just have to explain when to the farm because I, we didn't go into this with Bob. So, so uh, yeah, this is back a day. I was a manager at, at this telesales company um, and it, it was a high turnover, weren't it, Dean? It, it was like, th- there was like five new people every week and you were sacking it's about so five people every week. You don't week. do good yeah. at it, man. You hit your targets, you're gone. Yeah, it's a, it's a performance rate. They, they did pay an hourly rate, which yeah. they made out like, oh, we're so good for giving this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we are, like, you should be kissing our feet for this four pound an hour because <laughs> you don't deserve anything if you don't do anything. That was the whole mentality of the company, which makes it sense in, in its own way. And because uh, there were so many people getting sacked and, and, and it wasn't a long life job. There was, it was like if you'd stayed there a long time, like me and you, you was in the in the crew, in the clique. That's what it is, it was in the, the clique, clique yeah. yeah. But if you wasn't, it, it, it could be a little bit harsh. <laughs> and uh, that when people were getting sacked, everyone would be like, oh, they're going to the farm. That's what it is, man. Yeah, like a dog. Yeah, like you're not going to the farm. <laughs> like when, when uh, an adult or a parent tells the kid that the dog's died, but they don't want to tell him, like, oh, it's, it's gone to the farm, it's happy now. And that, that's where it come from, we made that joke, we yeah. like, yeah, we're going to send them to the farm, they'll be happy there. <laughs> I think there's one person who, who wasn't a very nice person, just to make sure that like, you say that, but like, you give me the honours of sending her to the farm, and I remember that. Who's that now? I can't remember what I know was. But she was just, she was just miserable, and she was nasty. Yeah. And you went, you, you rang me up on the phone, man, you like, yeah, yeah. Just take her. Ask her come to the to the middle room, man. And just she go on the farm. <laughs> and then, I just end up going. Excuse me, come with me. <laughs> See, you know? Just um, but if you if you don't get on with anyone and you're nasty, then you're not. You are gonna go to the farm. Man. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I didn't feel bad about it, if I'm honest. That's what it is. It's just if you don't get on with a person, then they're not good at the job, and they go. Um, it's mad to me then that we met, so I would have been 17, 18, and you would have been 20. Mm. So when you was like 20, 21, 22, the whole time I was calling you an old man. I was like, old man Dean, just because you're like a, bit you year, a few years that. older. You call me old at 20, and then you got to 20, and then you call me old because I'm older, man, and you <laughs> went 20, old at 20. It's still kind of the case it now. Just, yeah, it just always, it's, it's always going to be the case, and even like some of my other mates, and um, they're like about four months, Younger than me, they call me old when I turn five. It's a different decade. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you was telling me earlier before we recorded that you you, you took it thirties in the stride. It, it didn't, didn't affect you. It's one of them man. You just you, everyone like saying, "Oh, thirties, thirties," and you get to it, and it's just like it's not going to change. It's like no. If anything, for me, like I'm in a different position. So it's thirties for me now in a position I've got into where I've been in the past. It's literally just started. Because you know my position, and it it hasn't been the best enough, and even in the past ten years. So for me now, the thirties is a whole new thing for me. 
It's starting over, rebuilding. Yeah, it feels better now than it was five years ago. And I'm I'm in a better position. I'm in the best position I've ever been in. Yeah, I think that about you as well. And actually, mm -hmm. the reason that it's so mad for me that I called you old man when I was 18, 19, you was 20, 21, is because nowadays, I think you look better younger than me. I really do. Like, I feel like I, I look, I look my age. I don't think, and I'm not just saying this because you're my pal. I genuinely, you don't look a day over 25. You've took care of yourself. I think you, you look very good for your age and you are in a good place and it shows. Right, but some people say, oh, you, you look younger than, remember when I was like, you're about 18, 19. But that's when you had a long game, man. It's weird. It makes a big difference. Oh, the man, mad difference. And that's what the difference was. But now I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it's, I think because I went into 30 in a better position, it, it don't seem like I've got older. It's just, it just another age for me now. And from now on, I don't think it will change that much. Until I get to not near 40, I was like, ooh. Ooh, 40. Ooh, 40. It's every time it's another decade. It's like, and it, when you get to 50, yeah. people are all 50. And every, year, every day you're getting older. It's no, exactly like, right. you know what I mean? People just put a thing on it because it's like a level up. Mm. But it's not. It's just another day. But nah, it's a, like, even like when I was 25, there's no difference. I don't feel any difference from when I was 25. Just the whole I don't feel any different from when I was 11, mate. I don't know about you. Nah. I, I really don't. Nah, man. it's just a, like, I can feel like um, when it comes to nights out and um, when you're 18, 20, you can not stay out. You, you don't mind staying out till the four o'clock and all that. Now I get, I get to two o'clock now. I'm like, you're in. Ben's calling. <laughs> Ben's calling, man. That's you want a bag of chips on your bed? That's, that's what, what it is, isn't it? You're Mosey, you're high tide. You're like, yeah, you get me on. Yeah, shout out, honourable shout out to high tide because oh, they're probably one of the best chippies in the city. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't fault them. Um, I want to come back to Night Town and stuff like that in a little bit. Mm. Um, before we do, Give us a, like a, a quick overview, a quick run up of your life before me and you met. So before you was before you was twenty. Um, obviously grew up around Kings Eve. Mm-hmm. I haven't really moved out of the area, but um, I went to Kings Eve Boys. So all boys school, which is quite common school. over this side, isn't um, it? All boys. It was all quite girls. a few to be fair. Yeah, one the, the, the biggest regret. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Did you choose it or did your mum choose it? See, so you had like, I remember you had options and all that. And um, although my first option was a boys' school, but it was Kings on Boys. And at that point, when you're leaving the the, the, the primary school, um, the junior, you, you're picking the schools where your pals are going. Yeah, of course. That's what it's and all about. Quite a few pals going there, so I thought, yeah, I'll go there. Uh, so the first choice was there, but then um, well, Bavistock was the second. Um, I think St. Thomas Aquinas and Dame Elizabeth was a few. But to be fair, I got into Dame Elizabeth and I didn't apply to go to the school I went to. I don't know. But my brother went there. So okay. if you simply need to go to a school, you, you automatically go in automatic there. automatic yeah. I don't, that, I don't think that's the case anymore. I don't it know. was back then, I think, yeah. But for some unknown reason, instead of going to this school, at that point, you don't, you're not thinking about, is, a boy, is it a boy's school? Is it a mixed school? Because... How old are you? Like 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I want to, you haven't like, discovered you women really, yet. Nah, Not really. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, the older you get, like, in, but the, the old overall school, it wasn't even, no, it wasn't because it was a boys' school that the school was shit. Right. There's other reasons. Um, and to say I was like, I wasn't exactly the smartest, but I was good grades. And this school just destroyed all that and shit. Yeah. From my point of view, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the reasons that it was shit? If it wasn't for being a boys' school, like what, what do you think it is that makes you not um, look at it as a good time? I just didn't enjoy school. Um, um, my grades, certain subjects, I was always a sporty guy. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like BTEC sport, I love doing sports. But then I, my attention span in the classes, I wasn't the kind of kid. If I was struggling with something, I'd just put my head down and just go quiet. Pretend you was doing it. And I wouldn't ask. So in that case, if you're not asking, you're not learning. Well, that's not the reason the school was, um, it was all reasons you got older. Well, no, I don't know. Cause the, I mean, on the one hand, they should be picking up on that because that mm. is their one and only job as a school yeah. is to be doing that members of staff. But also maybe you could have asked for the help where you thought the, you needed it. There was a certain stage in the school as well where the teachers noticed something. I'm, I was I was noticing at home and um, I got diagnosed with Asperger's throughout okay. school, which was the reason why I wasn't asking because I was um, 
I suppose she's just like, like I was too shy to ask for it and I had never had the confidence to ask. Is it like an high anxiety? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that, but I was diagnosed and I had someone come in throughout school when they monitored me and I was diagnosed with that and social awkwardness, right. basically, social awkwardness. So I wouldn't have the confidence that everyone's looking to put my hand up and ask what's going on here. Because you didn't want the attention on yourself. No. Yeah. And um, luckily, that I grew out of that. That's gone. Um, I think, to a certain extent anyway, I'm still not the best when it comes to big crowds at first, but you know as well as I do, it's just, I'm a bit quiet at first, but as I'm talking to everyone, I will get better. Um, but that's gone. It's not as bad as it was. Going back to the school, um, I was quite a small kid, but the um, school I went to was minorities, mm. so I was the, not white was the minority. White was the minority in the school. Yeah, through certain years, like the display, like you'd hear in the classroom where they'd whisper around the classroom. It's only happened a few times, though, to be fair, but not just in the classroom. It's a whole because then they knew the minority. It was like that was the way it was. Um, whisper around, rush the white boys after the class. I was fast, so I'd get to the next classroom before, like... You got rushed. Yeah, previously. <laughs> then you got rushed, but um, that wasn't the main reason. But then, yeah, it just the people who went to that school wasn't nice. And luckily, I had a big growth spurt, like, going from years 9 to 10. So in my latter years, I didn't get touched. And I was saying I was never, like, a nerd, but I was never, like, a popular kid. I was just an in-between, and yeah, it's yeah. quite a good way to be. I going to say that in-between, huh? Exactly, and it's, it's the best way to be, but I just stuck to, like, sports, um, certain subjects, like me, but I just wasn't that good at... If I wasn't interested in the subject, I wouldn't do good at it. Mm-hmm. And um, Luckily, I was athletic and sporty, and I just stuck to VTX sport. Going from um, school, I went to college. So I went to college, do uniform public services, because I was um, gonna go in the army. That's always was always. I was just goal. scared you was gonna say police. Then I was, nah, about, to nah. get, I was about to pack my stuff. Up. <laughs> nah. Never chat to you again. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and, um, I was gonna go in the army. So uh, to do uniform public services, you go in as an officer because you've got some grades. And instead of going straight into like as a soldier, you'd go into officer. It was like that. I won't remember the details now. But at the mm. time, went into college, uh, did uniform public services. Um, met one of my best mates now, who I'm still in contact with. Um, and then after the first year, which was a good year, I met some of the, like, I've obviously met my best mate, other people I don't really stay in contact with. But I applied to go in the army because it was only a one year course at the college. Um, went through certain tests. There was a barb test where you get judged on your time of doing it and correct answers. Passed that and then went through the next stage of doctors. Was, doctor's notes and I found out that you'd have to be, have to be four years clear of asthma and at the time I obviously went to doctors and previously and I did put it down as a chest infection for asthma which was like two years so I had to wait another two years to go actually in the army if I wanted to join it um, but I also had the option then because I knew I couldn't go in the army to do another year at the college which turned out to be the best thing I ever did because the second year in college um, I met people that I'm still in contact with now. Um, the whole year was just the best because the trips we went on, um, the laughs we had, um, because yeah, the memories. Because you turn 18 in the second year, mm-hmm. and you start going out with all these people that you're in the class with. You'd go to like. Was the class sorry? Was the class um, still uniform services or was it? Did yes, it's the same course. It's, the same, it's the same course, but you had the option if you pass the first year to do second course. But for some people in that class. They was already doing a two-year course. So they was carrying on. Me and my mate, um, my best mate, was the only ones who went from the first year doing the one year to go into the second year. So obviously we knew each other, but we didn't know anyone else in that class. Luckily, we met some good people and um, the trips was amazing. You turn 18, you got nights out, you got like, you go every day, there's a night out for anywhere else. You're out on a Thursday, you had fitness on a Friday morning, knowing you've got to do three more runs. <laughs> Everyone's at the side being sick. Um, but now it's, that, that second year was the best. And then it's one of them because the RMA didn't work out. You, you finish the college. And at that point, I was just, I think the end of the second year, I went to Ayanapa. Hey, I've been there. Fucking sick place. I, I was there for two weeks. and I did a week, man, but two 
weeks, it felt like he was there for a month. And I took, I don't know, I got 700 euros, it lasted me the whole two weeks. I'm, you like weigh at 18, so you don't care, you're like, eating good. How many um, of you went, lads? So there was four lads from the class mm-hmm. um, in college. But then some of the girls was already going there in the college class, but with their mates. So there were seven of them. Four of us, obviously, we never went together. But obviously, yeah. obviously, because we knew there was some of the best mates in, in the in the, the class. Um, we'd meet up with them and in the day, and then even on the night, we'd meet up with them. And it, it was the, one of the best two weeks I ever had. But then your realisation, you come home. I, I haven't planned what I was doing next. Um, I come back just as I come back from my lap I was 19 not long after that and then I got into a sh- shocking job um, as a labourer paying I'm not going to say the money I was earning at that time but I always got fully mugged off and uh, I don't know how long that went on for six months um, don't know how but then another great period no no sorry from that I went on to Dorkan I was going to say Dorkan and then that was after that and um, even that was shocking because I was earning fuck all. Yeah, you had no money, did you? No money. For how long? Don't ask me. About six months? No, it wasn't that long. That three months? It was a horrible period. Just I'd grafting every day, earning not a penny. Doing fuck all. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, luckily, because you get more experience on the door can, it kind of helps with the towel can. Because obviously I'd already done the towel can. Sorry, I'd already worked when I was 16. For summit as a part-time shift thing uh, yeah and um I'd, I'd gone back to him throughout little bits at a time like and I, I even I, I wouldn't remember my age but I was in and out loads yeah. so I knew the, the job and I went out to the door can and I, that was shocking luckily I went on to Taucan at the probably the best time I could have because that's when the manager got sacked and obviously you come in and that's up to there and that and then that was another good period, even though it wasn't amazing money. But sometimes, in some weeks, it was because obviously how the job went. For me personally, that was the most money I've ever earned in my life. Those times, for, just for me personally, mm. at, on a manager's wage. Um, again, I, I won't talk about exactly how much it was, but it was it was good. It was decent because I was age. 17, 18, 19. I had no idea how good. Um, <laughs> I have nothing to show from that period mad, of my life. That's mad really. good money for that age. Yeah. Just a lot of good memories. Yeah. That's all I've got. And I, I, I don't really regret it, to Ooh. be honest. I don't really regret it. I mean, if I, if I got a role like that now, I'd take it differently and I'd, I'd save a lot more than what I did. I was just splurging all my wage every week. And I, like, I, I wouldn't do that if I could do it now. But I don't regret it, man. Like, it was a good time. We all had fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of, lot of good things going on. Um, again, we're very close to talking about nights out and stuff like that. But I wanted to ask, what did you think of me when you first met me? I think like you could tell you already had mates in there because you obviously had worked in that Taucan before I moved into there. So mm-hmm. there was already a group and I could see you on the phone talking to about all of them. So like, I'm going into there, it's like people I don't know. I've got to try and fit in, do what I can. So we don't really, do not really speak that much? We had like a brief chat, and like yeah. you'd only come in as well, so you didn't know nothing about me. Like you'd saw me in the door kind of a few times, but we never had a chat. Um, but I could tell straight away that it was quite clicky, clicky. and um, I didn't know whether I was going to get into that. And obviously, there's not you can't really judge someone if you don't talk to them and all that. And even though I was working there in the same room as you, luckily I don't think it was that period of time that I was working for you until like. We had that thing when I was walking down towards Toby Car. We happened. It mate, it was. It couldn't have happened at a better time because, obviously, you you just you set up and you you'd ask the manager if you could leave early. Uh, she had something to do, and you're rushing off, man. You're like a mad man. And then, and then the shift ended. Everyone obviously got up and left. But as I got up and left, obviously I could see you dashing down the road. <laughs> you're, you're running. You're running fast as well for some reason. And I don't know why I was. I don't know who I was meeting. I was um, going to the Toby Car. We just around the corner, and um, as I got in there, I saw you. I was like, "Ah, oh, how's it going? Are you alright?" I was like, "What are you running off for like that?" He was like, "Shit, man! Like, I'm just trying to get away from her. Like, if you if you see her, just let me know, man." And um, it was that point. I 
you were standing with your back to the door and as you said that she walked in and I looked and I was like, you saw by my face, you could just tell straight away. And he, was like, he was like, nah. And I was like, yeah, you're right, Ronge. And I was like, yeah, you're saying, mate, I've seen a bit. <laughs> and obviously you see that and um, the next time I come in, I'm like, yo, what, what happened and all that? And you tell me and like, you obviously go, like, what had happened. And um, I was like, shit, man. And then after that, if you, if you click with someone, you click with someone, and um, having that laugh and that little like, situation might have happened between us, happened just like, at that point. That's what basically got me into the group. and Springboarded our friendship. And that's what it is. And then- We're still friends now, man. You could, like, if something, you could say like, if something like that didn't happen, I, I, we wouldn't have spoken, maybe we wouldn't have clicked. And then it, obviously it's, it's mad, but obviously that's a butterfly effect. But I'm glad it did happen, and it was just so funny, man. You were dashing down the road, man. Man, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm really glad it happened. And then we had some really good times together. Like, uh, just a few things that stick out for me from that time in my life is uh, moving as a vegetarian for a little bit. <laughs> and, like, literally the second day into it, you come in. Like, because Dean, Dean this is a nice guy, and he used to walk like 40 minutes, didn't you? He used to walk like 45 oh, minutes to work. And he'd pass McDonald's sometimes if, if you had the if spare money and he was yeah. up to it. He'd get a little McDonald's breakfast and he'd always pick me one up. And, you know, you'd come in and he's like, yeah, I got your McMuffin. I was like, sad and sausage and McMuffin. I didn't, we'd gone out I for like a fag. Yeah, because you was eating it outside. And I fully remember like eating it. I don't, I don't like half it. It was like nothing. It was so normal because <laughs> you did that. And then I was like, oh, oh I'm a fucking vegetarian. <laughs> And I had to start again from then. He made sure you get the whole muffin started. <laughs> yeah. He had the whole muffin. He started it, man. You're not going to finish it. I ain't going to disrespect you like that. Nah, but to be fair, like, you did like you did a long time. <coughs> um, as the vegetarian, like, cause, it, cause how stubborn? Yeah. Obviously, you're stubborn. You just and it was like a bet, weren't it? It was, yeah. Well, I sort of. So kind my of, girlfriend yeah. at the time. I'd sort of said something in passing about oh, I wish people would leave vegetarians alone man. like mm. it's not even that deep you know what I mean just yeah. to not eat meat like there's plenty of other things especially if you're still eating dairy and eggs and oh, stuff yeah, and um, she was like no yeah. there's no way you could do it and the thing is I've never really been someone who who loves meat like if I have a Sunday dinner or a carving I, I leave the meat. meat I love the trimmings everything else is great so and, and I don't eat steak. I've tried it medium. Oh. I've tried it uh, well done. tried it rare. I, I just so don't nice. like it. Um, so I was like, I could be a vegetarian. She's like, no, you couldn't. I went, watch, I'll do it. And then that was it. And I, I, after that sort of muffin, I did it for about six months-ish. Good periods on. Yeah. And it didn't really affect me too much. The, the only things that I really, really craved was in that takeaway back in them days. And... Um, It'd be chippy all the time. So I was actually pescatarian because I was eating fish. Um, so I'd have like fish and chips, fish cake and chips, which is all right. Mm. But I really, really, even though I didn't eat it that much before, kebab, I man. really wanted kebab. Mm. That's all I used to fancy was like just some dollar <laughs> meat. great greasy dollar Yeah. Meat. I don't know if it's because we worked by high tide. Oh, the, oh. One of the best kebab chippies like, that is. We had Sophie's as well, didn't and, we? Yeah, Sophie's. That would branch at the time. That was alright because they did pizzas and stuff as well. But mm. again, I'm I'm not mad into pizzas. Like I, I'm a chippy kind of guy. Yeah. But I was very limited at what I could have apart from like chips, fish, and fish cake. So it, it was a bit crap. I can never do it myself. Um. Like when I think back to like my early early twenties, late teens, early twenties, and I think about you, I think about propaganda. I don't know how many times we would have gone there, really. It's just every like, every Friday, every Friday like, day, wasn't it? Why not? Like, it's just it, it's just the best place to be, like. And I, I obviously I went there after the time we went, and it's just not as good, nowhere near as good as it was. But when was the last time you went? <sighs> yeah, it's obviously years yeah. ago. Because we would have went around right obviously when it was like twenty, he was nineteen, twenty one, twenty two, even like and. It, it was just some of the best nights and because how big it was different rooms and you go to a smoking area and it, it was just a, one of the best places but it just died and I don't know who it was but you might not think it's obviously about the place it's just the groups who went in it could have been, yeah, been anywhere yeah it could have been anywhere and, but the groups we had because there were certain other places we went Subway to Subway City 
So by city again, that like ten pound entry, ten free drinks, ten free drinks, and although they give you the worst heartburn in the world, <laughs> but I remember just in Subway City drinking like the roller cola and rum, and then just standing there like five drinks into my ticket, suffering, like feeling I'm about to die, yeah, because of heartburn. I know, no, it's because it's like rocket dirty fuel, and um, propaganda weren't much better. I remember one time um, when I brought a, a double vodka and coke, yeah. and. Uh, Come and it's like so it's in the glass and then you had like the brown coke at the bottom yeah and then the vodka was sitting on top of the coke <laughs> oh. and I was trying to like mix it together yeah. with my finger and like swirl it round and stuff but it wouldn't mix it was like completely oh. it was just sitting on top of it no. like and I was like what the hell is it? I still drank it See, obviously the, it's different like, with, the, with propaganda I had like a gander plan yeah. so obviously you go up you get two vodka Red Bulls. I'd get two Jaeger bombs and then two VK apples. Well, yeah, you used to, so you used to put the two VK bottles in your pocket, smash the Jaeger bombs, yeah, and then you could just hold exactly. the bottles at and, your leisure, and, and you had some for later. And in for your a place, like it was cheap. Go to places now, and it'd be a, a lot more expensive. I think it was like one fifty for vodka Red Bull, maybe one fifty for the VK, and even one one pound fifty for the Jaeger bombs as well. So you could do that, like, and it, you're not getting expensive. You do that, like, free. Three times three, three, four times, and then that's that, it. That's yeah. your night sorted, and you ain't got to go to the bar either. It helped that they had a lot of like varied music in the different rooms as well. Yeah, definitely. So it's like kind of like indie mixed in a big room, and then you had R and B upstairs. Um, but yeah, they were the, the, the two main places we went to. <clears throat> so yeah, so after um, clubbing and stuff, something we discovered together was the rave scene. Oh, I don't even know how that started. Um, I feel like the first proper rave experience it was a boxing day secret city yeah, yeah I remember because I remember sitting in my grandma's because obviously on box days one of the things where you go to your grandma's and the family thing and I remember getting the messages they'll give us a hint where it was and I remember sitting there because like, all of like, the family was like you're going out now I was like yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to it and I, I don't know if that was the one that was off Broad Street down in that canal part yeah Gas Street and yeah I was. I was like, that no you, you don't remember the exact note but I remember it just being good and liking it and getting into I couldn't do this again yeah and obviously we had another secret city and um the 24 hour rave obviously starting at 12 and finishing at 12 on the next day at the same time well, you take some time to get in there but you're still in there for a long time and yeah I shouldn't have been fucked yeah me too it was really good so just just for anyone who doesn't know about the 24 hour rave it was like so it's down Digworth and that it, it wasn't just like one venue was it it was like all it's the venues that sort of come together around, the streets around that area as well were it was all closed, closed off, off and gated and, um, off um, so there was like there was um, so there was a street party down a road just a big street mm. party uh, there was a tent that was showing up films it was like a cinema a tent room, yeah. uh, there was a silent disco yeah and then there was like a big fair yeah that, there was like a few rides and like you know places selling stuff like, like hot dogs the rooftop, rooftop bar yeah the warehouse was open uh and then pubs there was like at least one the where rainbow, we went rainbow. the rainbow um and we sat in there and everything so like the whole idea of it was like it was like 12 in the afternoon till 12 in the afternoon the next day and if you lasted the whole 24 hours you got your money back mm. But we must have lasted like 21, 22 hours. It was enough. We left about 10. Yeah. So I, I think we was just like, it changed, didn't it? It changed at a certain time. I don't know when, but it was like we, we, we keep going for breaks in the pub just to like sit down, get our energy back mm. and go back out. We was loving it. It was great. There was all this stuff going on. And uh, we went back into the pub, had a drink went back out and it was like everything had closed down there was like four people just walking around going you alright mate you got any kits you got any kits yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I was like nah mate so I was just like I went obviously I went to the the Reading Festival that I went out I was like like 21 the first one I went to I was going to say you've done it a few times haven't you yeah I went to the the Reading Festival which was like with I knew kind of a few people in it but I don't know the full group and there was quite a few of them and it was a good experience I enjoyed myself and then I went to a Reading Festival again I think it was over the I think it was exactly the year after yeah and that was just another ball game it was just um, the lineup was amazing um I was fucked. I was doing this thing called a cheese roll where I'd gamble on my side run past loads of people acting like I've got gun fingers and <laughs> And everyone's looking at me like, what is this fucking geezer doing? And um, 
we went to watch Sub Focus and I think it was Sub Focus and I went mad, I was moshing. I loved at that point for some reason I was loving mosh pits. I still did cheese rolls and all on the way back to the tent, but I must have just crashed. That whole festival was amazing. Um since then I, I did one in these but it was nowhere near as good. It was a bit when I was a bit older. And uh, going there in fact it was a younger crowd in these for some reason. Um that was different and luckily I had as well as the festivals, lads holidays in between that. Yeah, well, that's something I want to sort of touch upon as well. I know, like, you, we, we, well, we've talked about Ayanapa, um, but uh, something else we've done together was the Naughty Reunion holidays, oh, which yeah. is like, um, so if you go on one of these, like, party holidays, Malia, Magalove, Ayanapa, any any of these places, the reps will try and get you in on it. And it's just, it's called the Naughty Reunion because anyone who's been on one of those sort of holidays they get the first priority to go to this weekend in Skegness. Like, you know, you stop in the chalets there and you, you're just sort of involved with the whole weekend and like put a lot of acts on and stuff. Those were some really good times, man, oh, man. You get you Obviously, you fucked on the night and then it does take you some time to recover on the day and then I enjoyed them. Like, obviously, I think we went twice. Oh, yeah, I went to four in total. You went to four. I think I only went to two of them. Mm-hmm. There was obviously the one night we come in and watched me and... I watched a program on BBC One where there was monkeys talking, over talking. You said I was too fucked, and I was seeing yeah, I just don't believe you. That was shit, man. I was watching fucking monkey gangsters on the TV. What do you mean monkey gangsters? Then? Monkey gangsters. There was dude, fucking the orangutan was the 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 don. Yeah. And then he had his chip the chimpanzees, is it all work? His runners. And these are talking. These are voiceovers, <laughs> like Al Capone and shit. <laughs> and the, 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 the orangutan's talking like the don with an Italian <laughs> accent. <laughs> this, this happened ah, still maintains this I've, 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 I've looked for this program a, a number of times and if if you ever did watch it it's the voiceovers just just with like random monkeys in the jungle just but the, oh, it was, I was long so asleep funny. when you was watching that I was fast asleep and you and our other mate kept barging yeah, in the door saying right you was going to titty fuck me <laughs> You remember saying that, yeah, man? That, you that, 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 I waited till you fall asleep. I did take fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you, you've actually been back, to, uh, maybe not to Skegness, but to um, yeah, the other one. Yeah, I went to Skegness recently. Oh, did you? Yeah, from my, that's where I went. From my 30th, I went Minehead. Yeah, that's one I was going to say. Which was head. 90s. And I went to another one in August in Skegness, which was an 80s. It was good. I obviously had a good time, um, but that is when I went with a few mates who wasn't really my mates. My, my mate who worked at a company, he was already going with the workmates, and he booked up late and needed someone to go over. And I was like, fuck it. After obviously all the shit with COVID, want to do something. And I was like, yeah, standard. So it wasn't the best experience because I didn't know everyone, so I couldn't relax and just chill and have a laugh with the people I know. But then I went um, to Mined for the night, is when we all my pals arranged it, and it was a really good time. Um, having a laugh with the lads after obviously you hadn't been able to do anything like this for a while and it was nice um, doing that for my 30th how did it compare to like the naughty reunions was it this, a similar sort of vibe it better, was to be fair no um, I remember just seeing I remember I remember seeing Art for Dodger at naughty reunion me too yeah and we saw Art for Dodger in uh, the 90s one recently and he was again sick. just as good he was sick like um, and had a really good time but if you're with your powers and having a good time it, you, you forget the music even if it isn't the, the same experience because with mates it kind of it's the same experience you you're still having a good time like, and um, yeah I enjoyed myself and it was nice to do something after all this shit it was still a good time and we drank they fucked me over obviously doing shots um, we played Ring of Fire I'd recommend obviously Going to any of these 90s reloaded or 80s reloaded, it's a good laugh just because it's Butlins. It's not a family arena. It's You have a good lighter. There's a few questions that I ask everyone on the yeah. podcast uh, to finish up, which you might not have heard uh, so far. But there's one more subject that I wanted to get through with you before I, I get into that. And that is, um, like I'm a stoner, I've smoked every day for the last at least three years, probably longer. Um, but when we first met, me and you, that was you. You was a smoker. Yeah. You smoked weed quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I didn't like. I had tried it, but I just thought it wasn't very me. Um, and like, hadn't just just hadn't quite discovered it. How how I know it now, 
if yeah. that makes sense. Um, but and again, you're the opposite of that, so you don't smoke. No, you haven't smoked in a good few years. Yeah, I imagine. It's, it's, maybe about five years. Five years since you smoked any like any at all. I, I'd, if anything, it'd be minimal. Yeah, minimal. I drag maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, nah, it's. I think I started smoking. Um, it was it was literally about the same time. I, obviously, we met. I got with a girl, and she smoked, and I'd, I'd, I'd had a little bit at a time. But then we got together, and because she'd or she smoked every day, um, yeah. you kind of just you get with someone, you just pick up their habit basically, and then it come a daily thing. So you have at least like a draw a day, and even though you'd go to work, you'd, you'd wait to work finish. I didn't smoke at work, obviously, but I'd wait till I get home, and then it's the first thing I'd want to do. And um, the job I was in at the time wasn't the best job, but it didn't matter. It did obviously give me money, and then I just quite a bit of smoking, and it it was just a cycle. The whole relationship, the I, the girl I was with at the time, was like just based on smoking weed every day, mm-hmm. and I didn't get fired with a job because even though you don't smoke when you're there, you you because you just smoke on the night, you you wake up in the morning. No, you wake up in the morning. You you dazed anyway yeah. and gang over and I wasn't going anywhere and then it's weird um, I was going to my granddad one day and I was walking back and because I'd obviously walk over and I'd, it, I was just talking and I had an epiphany sounds silly no no not at all but that just happened and my whole outlook on weed changed in that second, what what exactly was the epiphany though? What was the thought process? That is just not good. It's, it's not doing. It's you're not going anywhere. And it's not happening for you. Mm-hmm. And in that second, um, it just happened. I went back and, and I said I'm stopping. And even though after that I still did a little bit here and there, I generally stopped. It wasn't the same. It wasn't a daily occurrence. No, it, instead of like going having it and being thinking yes nice I'd have it and I'd get paranoid overthink and it just wasn't the same effect which helped because then it, I'd stop smoking that affected relationship I'd open my eyes if I was actually awake and realise I wasn't in a good position not only with the relationship I was in but with the job I was in so it wasn't exactly a job I um, opened up and I started taking a lot more in when I was working. I was more awake. And then, it was a few years after that, um, I'd learnt quite a bit. But that was like a kickstart for me. And it took me a few years after that to actually start properly like, and get on with what I'm doing now. But that, it, it was kind of like a shunt for me. It's like, them years, them four years that I did that, you feel like it's wasted? Then four years went nowhere. I had no ambition. I wasn't taking anything at work. I'd do a job. and it, Although the job I was doing, I could probably take in more and better it over after after a year. But because of doing that, it kind of like, you don't take anything in. It gives you no ambition. And I'm not putting down any stoners, but this was just for me, my personal experience. And it didn't take it after that until I opened up and I was looking at different perspective on life and what I was doing and yeah that was the that was, that's my basically that's my story about weed I've been I went to Amsterdam like four or five times in that period recommend Amsterdam obviously all the way Amsterdam's brilliant we need yeah. to go together me and you even and, if we went I, I would a few other people to be fair like I, I've been Amsterdam twice but Again, like sort of going back to what we were talking about earlier, so a lot of the times it's who you're with, yeah, as well as where you are. And Amsterdam's yeah, a beautiful, beautiful place. It's, it's got great, just everything. I I love being not there. I feel nice. Just there. about the drugs. In no, no, not at all. At all. The, the whole thing in Amsterdam. I could is just I could go there and not smoke weed and still love it. It's lovely. But the fact that it's sort of just weed is a lot of places. It just makes it better for someone like me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what what I wanted to ask you. Uh, more specifically about weed is like what's as someone who's who's like been there done it and then come back and not done it 
what do you think is a benefit of doing it? Okay, so if you are going through troubles or if your life's not like this is just again this is just personal experience yeah yeah it's just personal for you if you're not going through if your life's not in a good position as we spoke earlier in the podcast at that point in time I wasn't really going anywhere I didn't know what was going on in my life um, it takes away your trouble so you smoke and you forget about it and you go into a state where you just chilled and you ain't got to worry about it you, you just chilled and you're not thinking about it takes problems away mm-hmm. that's what it is and it makes more, more so than drink, and it yeah, yeah, and it, it, it makes you feel good because you just don't feel anything. You you just chilled. Benefits, um, and for me with the negatives, it's just it, it's almost as if it takes it took my ambition away. So because I was smoking, all I wanted to do was just go to a day job, earn money, come back, do a lot of things in between and smoke and get the money for smoke it didn't want I didn't have no ambitions to go somewhere and improve myself and yeah it's just that, that for me it just took my ambition away and also um, took four years away in my life and I was, in them four years was good memories don't get me wrong there was good memories even with the person I was with but it was felt like everything was based on that for four years in an addict sort of sense yeah yeah definitely. the other thing that I, I like i remember you saying this to me like years ago when you did stop i remember you saying it about your dreams about when you <sighs> sleeping your dreams coming back. i forgot about that yeah yeah do you, no, you don't really notice obviously when you're smoking you could you, you are smoking it's nothing you think about it and then you stop and then suddenly you have a few days after maybe um just you have some major intense dreams and then you realise you haven't actually been dreaming I don't know how that something could have that effect on your body but yeah um, just like that you get through a sweaty stage where you think you, you wake up and you think you pissed yourself because it because it, it's coming out of your body you, you're sweating that much do you think that's um, you know when like you, you quit something and your body sort of reacts oh to yeah it. It, it's also it comes out of your pores because um, I think we sits in your glands or something. Yeah, it definitely comes out in your hair, TH. Yeah. It definitely comes um, out in your hair. But it might, it, I, I don't actually know. I don't think it's because you're having withdrawals. I think the bit. sweating might be, but the, the, the actual dream in itself. The thing is, like, I, I do know what you mean, because I, like, I, obviously I've smoked for, like, like I say, about a good three, four years now, every day, pretty much. And if I have a day where I don't, like the odd one here and there, yeah, I, I, it doesn't affect me. Like you're saying, you need a good few days for it to start. You got a good point there, to be fair, because it's probably it's probably withdrawals because it happens like after a few days after. Mm-hmm. It don't it don't last. It's like a few nights maybe, but it's bad. Like it's it, I don't know how your body can sweat so much, but it only lasts a few nights and then you get it's out. But yeah, that's that point. And then but the dreams, it's you're having like a whole story in your head. It's like you're awake at that point and they're intense. I feel like for myself, I, I don't dream most nights, but then there's certain times where I do remember my dreams. Like, even, like I mean, I don't I don't smoke loads, by the way, just so people know. Like, I, I literally have a spliff to two spliffs a, a night. Mm. Um, that's that's just what I like to do. It makes me feel comfortable. But like the other day when I, when I um, well actually I'll, t- I'll tell you two examples of recently dreams. So there was one about two weeks ago now. And uh, in my dream, someone had my son, uh, and this person was wearing a mask. Like I couldn't see their face, but I knew that they weren't. They didn't have good intentions in my dream. Like they had my son, and they had their hand over him like that, and I could see them. And uh, my partner told me that in my sleep, I was going, "Help! Help!" And I fully remember like, saying that sort of in my dream. And then um, about a week later, when I started to get this illness now that's that's just sort of leaving me, but when I first started getting it, it was quite bad. On the night, I had a bad throat, and I was like, oh, I hope I don't wake up ill, went to sleep. And in my dream, I had like, um, you know, like a snot bubble? Yeah. Basically, I had a snot bubble in my dream, but it didn't pop. It was just there. <laughs> so like, I grabbed it, and then I was pulling it. 
and pulling it and pulling it and pulling it and it was just going 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 and then like I woke up and I needed to blow my nose basically yeah um so I know that I do still dream but it is it is different I will definitely admit yeah I think that's coming from a different point of view I probably still did dream but you you know it's maybe that it come more intense Mm -hmm. and it's more story and you feel like you're more you're actually awake in the sleep maybe for the dream like a a lucid dream that's probably what it is yeah but you do notice it if you ever think you do notice it okay cool well that's it that's the end of the weed comma then um before i ask these last two questions uh dean have you got anything you'd like to ask me anything you want to bring up no 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 i'll get straight into it then so um the first one is do you think you'd want to stay in birmingham for the rest of your life i'd say like everyone has a dream of where maybe like living Australia, living New Zealand or moving away. If you ever had enough money then it's an idea. But in England there's nowhere else in England that I'd, I'd look I want to go because my life's based in Birmingham and mm-hmm. if I ever did go out of Birmingham it'll be to maybe move away. But I can see myself living in Birmingham for the rest of my life because happily as well. Yeah, happily. Because you make your life and if you got a job in Birmingham and it's based in what's the point your friends and family are here. your friends and family are here you move if you ever are moving away you're moving away from your friends and family where you're just taking your social life away maybe you make new friends but it will never be the same um but of course you, you have a dream where you're sitting living, on the you're, beach you're living a country pina coladas. if you've ever got enough money and you would obviously you'd you'd move to somewhere where it's sunnier for one and if you've got enough money to move away, you've got enough money to come back whenever you want to see your friends and family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if, the only reason I'd ever move away from Birmingham, I think, would be to live in a sunny place if I've got enough money. And you'd still come back and still want to I'll come still back. come back, yeah. yeah. Okay, wicked. Um, the very, very last question then. Um, who would you like to see on the podcast next? Well, a brummie you'd like to see on the podcast. There's only one person who comes to mind then. Um, obviously we know him and we had quite a few experiences with him uh, uh, my assistant yeah my old assistant yeah okay. yeah I, mean, I don't know why <laughs> we could pick anybody famous or anything but he's the first one um, I, yeah I've, he's a character he, he? he's a character and we've had a big experience with him but uh, yeah I mean that's the first name that comes to my mind um, nah, I'll have to track him down. I got. Apart from him, nah. Yeah, no, nah, I'd li- I'd like to have a catch up with him. Like to be fair, I w- I would like to like, like I said, he's a character, and um, it's weird because when it, when I first met him, I wasn't keen on him, man. Like, <laughs> and like even to now, like he had his bad traits. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you learn to love him. I do think he had a good heart. Oh, in there. Time, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? He's a good lad. Yeah. I have to track him down and get him on. Um, but wicked, we'll leave it there, Dean. Thanks, nah, thanks so much for doing this. I hope you had fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's good. I enjoyed it, man.